This is Jonah Hill, and you're listening to the only podcast that matters. was in Latin, baby, he we'd still be Rod Mercedes. Bro gang, we are joined by the governor of the grid, the prince of the podium. Toto, we're not in the Kansas Grand Prix anymore. The overlord of the overtake. Too blessed to be DRS stressed. The tires are soft, but the fits are hard. Storming around the turns, it's Harris Chicane George, the Baron of the Benz. He drives F1, but doesn't give one F. The track record set in track records. The Grand Prix Grand G, the Bellstaff big dog, Formula One driver for Mercedes, George Russell. George, how the hell are you? <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mr. Saturday in the building. What's up, George? Uh, some entrance. I've got to say, it's the first time I've ever had an entrance like that, but I like it. I like it. You're welcome. Was well, that more dude. exciting than the, than the grid, like starting in the, starting a race? <laughs> to be honest, it got me pumped up. I, I okay. feel like people, maybe I need you on the radio before before the grid. Yeah. Before the- <laughs> uh, Toto, uh, George, clear the, air, clear the airwaves, Toto. I'm coming in with an intro. Yeah, George. The first thing we want to do is a quick little fit check where you're going to walk the audience at home through everything you're wearing today. Does Mr. Saturday want to start top down or bottom up is the question for you. Down or bottom up. Oh, yeah. Uh, top down, I guess. No. Okay. Top All right. Down, baby. All right. What do we got yeah. up top? I mean, we're full, we're full bell staff with yes, just a sick Navy, Navy jumper and some cargo pants. I'll, I'll give you a little view of this. Okay. And then um, I actually don't have any, any shoes on. So <laughs> no <laughs> shoes. What, is, what are the socks? So, um, no, I've just got some plain white socks on as well. Okay. So, uh, classic, you know, classic. Absolutely. Tell you love the classic suit. man. Oh, and then we got to ask, what are the panties? What's the underwear today, George? I don't have any of them on. No, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do, I do, I do. More aerodynamic that way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We've got to save every last every last gram, you know. Yeah, for like sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, George, I mean, we're super stoked to be potting with you. You're our first F1 driver. And like, obviously like F1 fever is going crazy in America right now. What do you think of the newfound fandom for the sport in America? It's awesome. I mean, it's, um, I was in Austin in 2017 was my first year and it was already, you know, a cool atmosphere and Austin as a city was, was insane. And I absolutely loved it. But going back there last, last year, 2021, 400,000 fans there, it was just chaos and you know the whole city was so pumped up they were all feeling formula one obviously miami this year was was crazy fucking movie um yeah i just i just walked through my garage and i'm like that's michael jordan and i'm like oh, <laughs> there's michelle obama oh there's tom brady i'm like well, what's what's going, what's going on here oh it's dj khaled so it's uh, <laughs> the dj the dj khaled uh grid walk yeah. is pretty legendary <laughs> yeah i like that i know you know we're here in miami you know it's i like yeah, that yeah. I, i've watched that a few from times, mr so. sam Saturday to Mr. 305, word to Pitbull, yeah, you know? Absolutely. So it's, um, I know it's, I feel so um, fortunate and grateful to be in Formula One at this time because it's, it's absolutely booming and it's, it doesn't seem to be slowing down either. You know, we're in, in Vegas next year, it's mm. growing. We're, we're, as a sport, it's so kind of worldwide and, um, you know, three races in, in the US. Yeah. And maybe more in the future as well. There's, there's sure. talks in New York. It's, um, yeah, that'd be, be insane. Do you think all F1, those, do, you, do you think is better F better drivers on the road? F one drivers or New York City uh, cab drivers? <laughs> I mean, I've never been to New York City, so oh, um, I won't I won't um, talk them down. I'm sure they're I'm sure they're pretty capable. 
Yeah. <laughs> of all those uh, celebs that you kind of like just mentioned there, George, who is the most surprising one that that maybe was like, I'm a fan or I watch or I'm obsessed with Drive to Survive on Netflix? Like what was one that really surprised you? I'd probably say Michelle Obama. To oh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I had, a, had a really nice chat with her. She's you know, such a fan and been following the sport for, for a long time now. And I don't know, it just, it just caught me caught me by surprise. So but it seems everybody's everybody's into it. Just, you yeah. know, I was talking about Jordan as well. You know, he loves it and he's, and he's watching and Tom Brady follows it a lot. And, uh, you know, we was talking a little bit after the race and just everybody's just, just really feeling the sport and loving that kind of dynamic on Netflix and the, the behind the scenes. Yeah. Obviously yeah. it's quite dramatized. And for sure for me, I've actually only watched about four episodes of drives to survive because that's a lot. I, <laughs> it's not yeah. like just one, you know, you watch I, four. <laughs> I, I kind of, I, I struggle a little bit because, um, you know, let's say the characters, you know, we're all right. kind of perceived as characters right. come across a little bit different to how it is in reality, but that's how it is. And it's, um, if people love it, I love it. So all good. you're just trying to drive baby. Well, like, yeah, I, right. yeah, I think like drive to survive, like that was a lot of people's introduction in this country to the sport. And, you know, now with a few seasons under the belt, like we've all learned like our favorite drivers, we've all learned like the terminology and the slang and just how crazy it is. But like, besides careening around hairpin turns, gunning it to over like 200 miles an hour and the you know, fiery crashes for like the non gearheads listening. What's the hardest part of your job that people might not even be aware of? I'd probably, I'd probably say the travel, to be honest. I think <laughs> yeah. it's, um, yeah, seriously. It's, it's something that when you, even myself, when I was growing up watching Formula One, you turn the TV on, you see they're in Japan, then they're in America, then they're in Australia and Singapore. And you don't really appreciate the travel that goes into going to these places and not just for travel. You, you know, we go to 22 different countries. We go, we send 22 different hotel rooms. Every single country that we go to is different culture of food, you know, trying to get right. Uh, a nice healthy meal in yeah. the US is different to the UK. Well, yeah, especially in the US. It's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to eat healthy here for sure. Yeah. And then when we go to China and Japan or Singapore, you know, it's, it's just a yeah. totally different culture there. And I think, um, you know, we're trying to be, you know, the best athletes in the world and the best Formula One drivers in the world. But when you've got so much change, it's difficult to be on your A game right. every single race and every single moment. And, you know, next race for us is Singapore. It's, 14 hour flight, but then directly the week after it's, we're going to Japan, which is another eight hour flight. And there's going to be effectively a, an eight hour time zone difference because the race in Singapore is at night and the race in Japan is quite, uh, um, quite early in the day. So, you know, to, to make that eight hour shift oh, yeah. just in a couple of days and be ready and be performing. Yeah. And like, what if you like forget the wrong, what if you bring the wrong converter for your iPhone charger? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> Yeah. Thank God they got McDonald's in every country or else, you know, yeah, I don't know. that might be tough for you, absolutely. but we can empathize. I mean, it's seven 30 AM in New York right now. We're just potting to survive. So like we totally <laughs> get it, dude. <laughs> you're, I mean, okay. So your journey up into F1 and into like your current uh, team, I think was well-documented and, and was a big storyline on the show that people loved. Did you get yourself an attaboy gift when you got called up from F2 to F1? <laughs> no, not really, to be honest. Not really. It's, um, you owe yourself it then. Yeah, yeah, come on, I, man. I don't know. It's I'm still I'm still climbing my ladder. I'm still on my journey, you know, and I'm not True. I don't look at this as success or as 
com- you know, life completed because I've made it to Formula One. No, I'm here to be a world champion. I'm here to win sure. races. I'm, yeah. I'm here to fight every week. And, and, and even then, to be honest, you know, it's you, you keep going. It's relentless. If you, you know, you win, you win one race in F1. You want to win two. You win two, and you want you want to win them all. And it's you're never you're never never satisfied. You always want more. You're always chasing more. And I think, you know, that's the beauty of of Formula One. That's the beauty of of sport. But it's yeah, I, I'll treat myself one day. But for now, one day, eyes eyes on the prize. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, we'll be looking forward to you like flexing a new like you know watch or you know a new well, maybe like you just buy the gram, buy out the entire <laughs> Bell Staff store. You know, yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I've got a nice watch on at the moment, and there's some nice, nice Bell Staff clothing on. So, it's, ooh, what's uh, what's the uh, we missed that in the fit check? What's the the timepiece today, George? So IWC got an nice. annual calendar. So um, they don't actually make these anymore, and I managed to get get my hands on nice. on one of these before they went out of production. So. Um, yeah, quite classy. You know, it kind of matches the bell staff. For it's sure. Kind of the British look. It's, um, yeah. I, like, I like it. I knew we were going to get you to flex just one time on this podcast. <laughs> there you go. That one is for the fans at home, baby. We <laughs> talked about how it's like, it's a constant. I mean, obviously, obviously it's a long, it's a marathon, right? You can win one race. You can, you can place well, but like it's the whole season. It's the whole career trajectory. In 2022, you are putting together a super strong season, you know, podium after podium. Has the success though almost like ratcheted up the pressure as you become like more conceivably the future of the sport as the sport is growing in popularity and visibility? Uh, I mean, I think pressure is something that you kind of put on yourself, and you know, we get we're, there's a lot of scrutiny, you know, on drivers or people in the limelight, and just depends how you how you take it. I think for me. I'm in this because I want to be a world champion and I'm doing this for you know, everybody who supported me throughout my journey. And there's no pressure from that. I go to every single race to do my best. I'm pre- as prepared as possible. And I think if you go there with that sort of mentality, thinking I've done everything I possibly can to achieve a good result this weekend, there's no more pressure. It will be what it will be. And just um, the helmet's on and all of that pressure sort of fades away and you're, right. you're so focused and, and in that zone. So your mentality hasn't changed since like day one. You're locked in regardless of like, again, how well you're doing in the current season or whatever. I th- for me, every every moment in my career is like the, the biggest and most important moment of my career. So when I raced in Formula 4, which is you know, the small version of an F1 car of what you do as a you know, 15, 16-year-old, for me, that was the biggest moment of my career. I had to win that if I wanted to get into Formula 3. Then I'm in Formula Three, right? This is the biggest moment of my career. I need to win Formula Three if I want to get to Formula Two. Right. right. You're in Formula Two, right? I need to win this now if I want to get to Formula One. So every single moment was uh, that pressure was always there because right. that was the biggest moment. And then when I was with the Williams team in my early years in, in Formula One, right? I need to perform with Williams. I need to do my best job to to get this opportunity with Mercedes to then fight for championships. So it's you know it's it's. Yeah. It's never ending, and that's just going to continue to the moment I stop. And um, that's why, for me, there's no additional pressure or right. that stress, that challenge is, is always going to be there. I want to ask you a, a pressure-filled question right now. If Lawrence <laughs> and I got in, let's just say, like our car that we're driving on our in our daily lives, if we drove one lap on on the on a track, how many times could you lap us in that one lap that we're going? <laughs> This I mean, is big, like, big, this is big pressure. This yeah. is the biggest moment. I mean, I'd like to think Assume we're in a Toyota Camry. 
Okay, okay. And I'm in the same car or I'm in an F1 car? No, you're in F1. F1. You're in the F1. Oh, you're in the, I mean, you're in the, if I'm in the same car, I'd, I'd hope I'd lap you at least once <laughs> in the same car. But in, in the F1 car, yeah, definitely a couple of times. So, uh, yeah, let's give it a go. All right. Speaking, we'll speaking meet you of in, competition, we'll meet you in Austin. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, come George, on over. George, speaking of competition, if you had to personally build a podium of the best dressed guys in F1, who are the three dudes that you would put up there? <laughs> Including myself or not including myself? I mean, I thought, if, if you think if you, if you think, think you, you deserve, it, if you think you're a you contender, think yeah. No, I mean, I never. This, uh, this is. I always get asked, oh, "Who's the best driver in Formula One, and where would you rank yourself?" And I'm like, I don't want to put myself there, guys. No. Too too arrogant. So, I mean, I'll, I'll just say I think I'm deserving of a podium spot, but I won't. I okay. won't. I won't put myself there for for, for the sake of this, but. I think you know Gasly's a pretty stylish guy. Yeah, you know, he's always you know he's French. He's got that look. He's got a bit of facial hair. A little je ne sais quoi, if the you want with it. The he's, always, he's always looking. He's always looking pretty good. And then obviously Lewis is rocking, rocking his sure. style every single weekend. So he's he's got to be there. They're probably the two okay. who are on the. I probably. Probably not like not somebody like Sebastian Vettel. He's he, I love him, but he's he's not the he's rocking a headband at the moment, which isn't. Uh, uh, he knows it as well. He knows it, but I like I respect it. I respect it. Who's the uh, Who's the Ferrari race director? What about that guy with the little glasses? Uh, Mattia Bonasso. Yeah. yeah, I mean the Italians are always pretty stylish, aren't they? For sure. Yeah, I say I say, I say Charles. You know, he's okay. okay. He will be up there. So they're, they're probably the three. All right. How how do you describe your personal style? I mean, it's very like clearly you're rocking a fucking fire fit today. But like just generally speaking, how would you how would you describe it? I'd say quite you know classy British kind of look. You know, mm. Beckham being the okay kind of um, you know he he takes it to another level. When For I'm sure. From a David Beckham look, yeah. at him, but it's I don't uh, ever see you getting cornrows. You know that doesn't seem like necessarily your <laughs> swag. <laughs> but it's um, no, I, I like the kind of bit understated, classy. You know, smart, but also a bit bit casual. I think also for me, like with Bell Staff, it's is that perfect mix of a bit of everything. You can mm-hmm. you can rock that smart look if you need to, but equally it can it can go a bit casual as well. So um, yeah, that's me. And I think like like when we think of Brit- like Bellstaff has got to be up there with like the best British brands of all time. Without you a guys, doubt, you guys recently partnered up. Do you have a specific favorite Bellstaff piece? Yeah, for for me, it's a trial master. It's the oh, sure. it's, it's the classic. It's the classic. It's the F one of jackets, bro. Let's it be is. real. It really <laughs> is. You know, it's it's what I wore all winter. Uh, I was up in Scotland as well with my family, and that was just oh, had perfect. to be done. Yeah, trial master was. Uh, we saw you getting flicks off with your girl, dude, looking fucking classy, like yeah. a goddamn, like a, like a catalog photo, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the trial. So like the trial master jacket, like that's, it has like, it's belt, it's the belted jacket. It's got mm-hmm. like the big oversized shoulder pockets pa- like for shoulder them. pads. Yeah. And like, I think Black that bell staff, bell staff is trying to tap into its heritage right now and kind of like re-upping these classic colorways. Like which one is your favorite? Like which one are you rocking the most? I think for me, it's the, um, I wear this sort of dark green, mm. um, very sort of country. Yeah. Look yeah. Yeah. With some sort of cargo pants, uh, and some sort of kind of hiking boots. Um, that's a country what, gentleman, country gentleman shit. Yeah. Country, yeah dude. You know, when I go back to, to my, uh, to my family's house in the countryside, often going for some walks, 
um, in the middle of nowhere, sort of <laughs> away from the craziness of F1. I kind of like that country look, you know, proper British heritage. Um, I think when you think of, you know, a classic, almost maybe stereotypical British <laughs> person that probably the Americans would would think of, you know, they'd probably be dressed in Delsa. Uh, so uh, that's kind of a look I go for already. Yeah. It's, it's the platonic ideal of the English country gentry, you know, I, yeah. I respect it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's also like, it's also, I mean, it's been, it's played such a uh, role in, in motorsports and especially like British motorsports for so long. And like to see you rocking it in like a modern way. I mean, it's, it's pretty, I mean, Lawrence and I do it this like, and guys of our ilk do the same shit, right. Where it's kind of like tapping into heritage, but updating it into your modern style. I mean, is this something that like F1 drivers are doing when it comes to fashion, like tapping back into their heritage, whether it's like their home country or where their team is based um, just in terms of like personal fashion? Yeah, well, I think everyone's a little. See, sorry, we saw like Toto Wolf. He was rocking the leader hosen, like maybe not that extreme. You know, I don't know yeah, if it was that, October that was Fest, or if he was off the off the you know the the brewskis. But hey. I think it's good. I, I quite, kind of like seeing these looks. You know, it's adding a bit more of his personality into it. And I think I, I do think sort of drive to survive has helped this quite a lot because for us, it's also been quite difficult with like the press. We're always quite scrutinized and the press sure. are always trying to um, get some, some good headlines to get, to get the views as, which is kind of normal, but it's when we're in the heat of the moment after a race, you've always got to be a little bit cautious of the words you use to um, not be sort of taken out of context. But absolutely now in like the fashion um, side of things, you're going in, you're showing a bit more of his personality, uh, you know, along with drives to survive it, showing a different angle. And that's something I'm quite enjoying really, because I feel mm. uh, prior to this, it was difficult for drivers to get their sort of personalities across and to be kind of relatable. But, you know, if you're walking in with a bell staff jacket and someone at home's what, you know, got a bell staff jacket, you know, you feel kind of connected in a way. So um, yeah, I kind of like that. Well, you know how uh, Daniel Cardo, he got like uh, like the he had a bet where somebody had to get a tattoo if he like won the race. Yeah, maybe you should do that with Toto. Where like if you when you when you hit that when you get that P one, he's got to rock the leader hose at the next race. Yeah, for real. Think you would do it? <laughs> I think I, I was thinking, yeah, tattoo. Why not? I think <laughs> he would wear that with, with with pride. So it's not really much of a, a challenge for him. <laughs> I'll have a think. I'll have a think. Yeah, tattoo, okay. tattoos maybe pushing it a little bit. Yeah. Little but what about up. if you just if you just made him wear like the German leader hose and like the little short shorts and suspenders, you know, in in the paddock? <laughs> just a thought. Just a thought. Just yeah. a thought. Just a thought. Speaking think, of, uh, do you think that you could? Yeah. Speaking yeah. Of challenges. Do you think that you could with zero prep, zero preparation, zero warm up? Do you think you could uh, make your way over to NASCAR and just P one in a race tomorrow? Because like these guys are just making left turns. You know what I mean? Like they're listening to podcasts in their car. What I don't know what they're doing. No, those those guys are pros at what they do. You know, it's. Um, I think with, I feel like driving. It's one of these things that you know the majority of people drive a car, mm-hmm. so it's kind of relatable in a way. But nobody really drives a car fast. Like people will drive a car fast, like mm-hmm. accelerate fast, and whoa, that was exciting. But nobody really pushes the limits. And as they as they shouldn't, you know, shouldn't be driving. <laughs> to be clear, don't do that. <laughs> don't, definitely don't do that. But you, everyone thinks, oh well, I I drove a car to the supermarket. You know, it's driving is is easy. You know, it's I can do that. <laughs> Whereas 
you know, if you play football, you can watch a footballer or a uh, sorry, soccer player. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for respecting our culture, George. <laughs> you, know, it's, um, you can you can you know play soccer, and you realize it's you know you can't do what Ronaldo does. You know, right. so it's but you never really have that with with racing. So it's um, I don't know how like <laughs> looking forward how we can make right. it. Um, people kind of maybe appreciate the challenges, even like the physical demands. But for sure, NASCAR, I think those guys are, are pros at, at what they do. But yeah, I'd give it a go. Steering wheel is a bit for me. So yes, steering wheel. So to set the record straight, F1 drivers do respect NASCAR drivers. <laughs> George Russell respects NASCAR George drivers. George Russell, okay. F1 drivers we don't know about the other guys, but yeah, <laughs> George does. All right. I mean, the physical demand, I think, is crazy. Like, you guys lose, like, kilos of water weight, right, when, yeah. you're, when you're in the car, like, after a race? Yeah. Yeah, it was, I mean, for me, I had a race in France. It was really hot. Um, the team also, you try and make the car as streamlined as possible, mm-hmm. which also comes at the expense of sort of cooling so it's sort of heats the driver up even more i mean i lost four kilos in this race so i don't know what that is in pounds like but eight pounds cool. ten pounds yeah that's, that's crazy yeah, yeah. yeah i want to get on that diet asap dude but yeah, yeah like- you know that, that's in one and a half hours you know it's um and you're getting out of i think it's not just a physical demand but it's like those that mental challenge as well you're trying to you know, you're trying to drive as fast as you can. You're trying to manage your tires. You're looking after the engine, the brakes, and you're trying to think about the strategy. You know, is it going to be a one pit stop, two pit stops? Uh, drivers around you are they quicker, slower? Where where are they going to attack you, or where do you need to defend? Uh, then the physical demand on top of that, and the heat. You know, we're we're racing with our fireproof underwear, with the race suit on, balaclava, helmet, gloves boots and then you're inside the cockpit which is already at 50 degrees because you have all these electronical boxes around your seats because that's like the most efficient place to put it for for the engineers so you know it's not meant to be nice and comfy and cozy you're in in a spaceship yeah for real dude it's meant to be as some top gun shit yeah is that that more incentive to to hit a podium so that you can get fucking sprayed with champagne and cool down (laughs) It's, it's things I don't, I don't know if you noticed, but recently I've uh, whenever we go to spray the champagne I kind of like walk away from the other side a little bit you know, I, don't to, I don't want to get hit and um, that's a good problem though the fact that you're you're podiuming so often that you're yeah. like, developing strategy around champagne yeah, that's exactly. crazy to think about maybe I yeah. need to get like um, hashtag blessed personal sunglasses sponsored <laughs> yo for real Lord, yeah. what car are you whipping off the track just in your day to day I've got a I've got a G wagon at the moment. So, Ooh. Um, I like it. I like. It. I used to have I used to have a Mercedes GTR, which obviously two seater fast. Right. It was every time I pull up to some traffic lights, you'd always have a guy next to me trying to race me off the line. <laughs> <laughs> just, sir, yeah, sir, yeah. you don't yeah. want to do this. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if you're aware, but I do this for a living. This is yeah, so George Russell like, you're speaking to. <laughs> it, got, it got it got to a point where I was like, I can't be having this. I need to change it up a bit. So you know, my G wagon's a bit of a cruiser, and I like I kind of like being sat up high a little bit. You know, I've got I've got the thrill of speed yeah. racing. You know, <laughs> in Formula One, so I kind of don't really need that uh, off the track. Yeah, it's you like get a, that out of your like system a, on the weekends. You know, yeah, it's like a, a chef doesn't want to come home and cook. You know, yeah, right. absolutely. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> do you ever get frustrated you in car, traffic? George? Do you ever get frustrated oh. in traffic? Like you're like, why can't people just drive as good as me? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I mean, I do get quite frustrated on the road sometimes. You know, there are some some interesting techniques 
out there, but I appreciate <laughs> it's not, you know, it's not straightforward and not everybody has, has the gift. So, uh, <laughs> you London, know, that no. London traffic is a killer, bro. It yeah, is. For real. It is. It is. I don't know what New York's like, but I've it's, never been. It's equally it's bad. bad. Yeah, <laughs> I would say for sure. Um, you mentioned you're, you're doing the G wagon now and obviously you drive for a living George, but do you have a dream car? I mean, at the moment I've got my eyes on, um, Mercedes, uh, creating a, Hypercar called Mercedes Project One. Okay. Which is, uh, it's got a Formula One engine in it, only 275 being made. So um, that's kind of what I've, I've got my eyes on. So uh, that's, but I'd, I'd probably, I'd really love um, like a historic classical car. There's these Mercedes from sort of the 50s, 60s, 70s, um, super classy, really kind of iconic. And I just love to get one of those, you know, maybe roof down, driving, you know, along the mm. road or something. No, no uh, Bluetooth though. Yeah, but I Bluetooth. <laughs> I have even AUX cord or whatever. But uh, yes, yeah. I don't know. That's kind of. I'd love one day to have, you know, one of those cars. All right, drop the top, tighten the bell staff, and have yourself a fucking day for sure. Absolutely. To revisit, to revisit the question I asked. So if Lawrence and I were driving the hypercar, and you're in a <laughs> Mercedes 1952 Beater. Do you think you could still lap us a few times around the track? Yeah. Uh, I think that'd be a bit of a challenge. Yeah, that'd be a bit of a challenge. I'd definitely do my best. Well, I don't know what your driving skills are like. Not not great. Yeah, uh, not as good as yours. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Lawrence can't drive, and I grew up driving in I New York City. Drive. So I, can, I, I top out at like 35 miles an hour. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I, I'd hope I'd, I'd lap you at least once. Yeah. Okay. What was the first car you ever owned? The first car I actually had was when I was 17. I had 60 horsepower. Was, <laughs> uh, was a was a Polo, VW Polo. Okay. So okay. It was um, a glorified golf cart. Yeah, it was like yeah, a lawnmower. <laughs> it, was, um, it wasn't the fastest thing in the world, but it got me from, from A to B. And that was before I joined Mercedes. Yeah. So the year after I got upgraded to uh, <laughs> yeah. Mercedes. So I was, like, I was, this car sucks. I need to join Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to take what you can get at a certain point. And no, yeah. I get that for sure. We talked about the physical demand of the sport. And like, I mean, F1 drivers are fucking jacked. And like, you're constantly on the grind. Like we see you training in the gym, getting on the bike everything's to up the racing. What do you do when you're off the clock? Like what does George Russell like to do when he's not, you know, in the yeah. gym getting his fucking talking, talking to you guys. <laughs> Yikes, dude, you might need to aim a little bit higher. I'm not yeah. sure yeah. if uh, this is the best use of your time. Mr. Yeah. Saturday, you need to find another way to unwind, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, now, I mean, we keep, we keep busy between the races, you know, it's um, they come thick and fast and, we're back in the factory on the simulator. It's we we don't get to we don't get to drive the Formula One car between the right, races. Right, 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 right. And um, I think a lot of people don't really appreciate or comprehend that. You know, if you're you know a soccer player or you're an NFL player or whatever, you're you're playing that sport every single day. And if you you'll have a couple of days off or you'll have a right. holiday here or there, probably the, the longest that you know Tom Brady hasn't thrown thrown a ball for is. You know, a week if he wasn't injured, probably yeah. sure. no more than a week. Whereas for us, we have three months off over over Christmas and we have a, a three-week break in the middle. And we only get to drive, you know, three days a week, effectively, a vest just when we're racing. So we use like the simulator kind of like like a pretty a fancy PlayStation almost. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> a bit more PlayStation 6. <laughs> uh, 
It's a little what about bit like, uh, what, what about during those breaks? Like what's the fit that you're wearing when you're just chilling on the couch, munching crisps and watching the wolves lose? <laughs> <laughs> How'd you get it? Right I'm, I'm, uh, most of the time I'm just in my pants. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my pants have got a nice blanket on top of me. So nice. What about date night? Uh, when you have a night off and you're out with the missus, like what's, what's the right fit for, to, you know, to, to, to show up right on date night. Yeah. For the young men, you know, listening at home. What's George's advice? Uh, There's always got to be a shirt. It hasn't yeah. always. I think if you're wearing a shirt, you can kind of rock any trousers or, you know, you can go smart, you can go casual, mm-hmm. but a shirt is always, I think that's a minimum. Okay. But I like what's that. Your, what's your ideal date night? Is it like just chilling inside in a movie? Are you going out to a restaurant? Like, uh, <laughs> I don't really know, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, I kind of like my time at home, to be honest. It's, um, you earned it, man. Yeah. yeah, so it's sort of so chaotic, uh, you know, if you're traveling and, you know, you right. just kind of want to, I don't get to spend much time in my own living room or in, in my own bed. And, you know, I, I, I appreciate those moments. So I love those yeah. moments. So. You got to value it. Yeah, yeah for absolutely. sure. Absolutely. I'd um, be honest. How much influence does Carmen have on your wardrobe? Yeah. <laughs> she, she has all the influence. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's the whole influence. So, uh, so the whole you being like, oh, I like to dress smart, casual, classic British. That's that's your girlfriend. Like that's your picture. You always, whenever I put something on, you always kind of look at her for a bit of approval. And you can <laughs> she's even yeah. said something. She's like, mm, yeah, okay, I can change. I'll put, some, I'll put something else on. Is she a is she a Bellstaff fan as well? Yeah, she. I mean, I don't know if you. We. I think we posted a few photos together earlier. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're both rocking the kind of exact same bell star <laughs> trail mask. Isn't hers, dude? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. You know, slightly different color tone. So. Yeah. Uh, Again, you guys look great. Straight out of straight yeah. out of a bell staff catalog. You guys are doing them doing them justice. Yeah. Thank you, George. I want to ask uh, two quick hypotheticals before we get you out of here. Um, we know that your time is literally money. Um, <laughs> your house is on fire. Okay, your family's safe. Everyone's safe. Everyone's good. Do you have any pets? Um, I actually, we, we used to no no longer, no longer. Okay. Sorry about that, bro. But, uh, everyone's Our good. condolences. Yeah. What's the one possession that you're going to run in and save? Well, funny you say this. I've actually had a house fire, uh, um, crazy, crazy story. And it's kind of, it's kind of a number. I'll, I'll tell you the story because it's, it's quite, quite unique and it's, it is unbelievable. So we moved into this house and we moved in during uh, during winter it was in december or something and by this time it was now april it was a really really uh, hot sunny day and my mother had a magnifying glass mirror you know one of these mirrors yeah. that you look at close magnifying uh, mirror that she had on her dressing table in the window and the sunlight beaming through the window reflected off the mirror onto the curtain the curtain has then set fire, which what? has then set fire to her dressing table, which had hairspray and all of the God knows what sprays. On right. Aerosols. It. Yeah. Aerosol. And it's gone boom. The whole thing has oh exploded. And we had, yeah, we had a fire. So that was, and I was in the room directly above where it exploded. And the, stu- the stupid part of me is when I walked upstairs before, I kind of smelt some fire but when you don't think your house is on fire when right you, you like know, maybe thought, i'm having a stroke i'm smelling some i don't know like someone's outside you know it's uh yeah. you know, someone's having a bonfire whatever and literally five minutes later the whole thing has exploded and so <laughs> to be honest i just ran out of there I did, oh my God. 
I grabbed nothing. I was uh, crapping myself. So, so it was, didn't know what was going on. So if you had a second go, what are, yeah, what is the one thing that you are saving? We're getting sentimental uh, here. That's a good one. Um, probably, probably one of my helmets. Oh yeah. One that's whatever the most, I'm trying to think what the most meaningful, probably the helmet I won Formula Two championship in because you know, now in Formula One, we have quite a lot of helmets, you know, they go to, right. sponsors, they go to a team. So I've got quite a few of the same helmet. But when when you race in these uniforms, you've got one for the season. And that is you know, that that season for me was so meaningful because it got yeah. me that chance in, in Formula One. So, uh, well, Formula Two has to up their helmet budget, clearly. How, yeah, how bad does that smell, dude? How bad does that helmet stink? Yeah, it's, I mean, we only used to have like one race suit as well. So they used to have, they used to have two races on a weekend. And if obviously you're sweating and everything oh. is the podium. You get drenched in champagne. You're yeah. waiting the next day in a sweaty champagne smelled suit. So that's um, yeah, part of the part of a junior junior days, you know. Yeah, Lawrence and I have had like that a fraternity basement, man. Yeah, Jeez, Lawrence and I have please. had that smell emanating from us after uh, after Saturday Sunday, but not from a race suit. Let's be clear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> after that fire, were you like were you like in the house chilling in like your fireproof underwear, like in the suit, <laughs> just like just to be safe? Uh, I've genuinely, genuinely thought about this. Like, <laughs> no, I could just get my fireproofs on, and I'm right. Kind of, you're kind of, yeah. If you're if you're in that position, but it was, um, I don't know it's like scary, it was a scary moment. You always, yeah, kind I of, mean, your house exploded. Yeah, it's very yeah, scary. It, it fully exploded. You know, the whole window flew out, and it oh landed my god, dude, and that's car, and the car was destroyed. It was, oh no, yeah, it was serious. All from Jeez. a mirror. Yeah, it, right. It was, the, it was the first. It was we've been living there during the winter, and it's the oh. first sunny day of the year so it was vanity uh, is a sin you know that, everyone at home watch out for those mirrors dude that famous british sun <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> george uh you mentioned how like i'm sure that you 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 must stick to a crazy strict diet like for you know because everything is geared toward just like that podium what would your last meal on earth be if you could finally indulge yourself a little bit what would it be i think we hit, we hit mackey's a nice <laughs> juicy burger to be honest mm, yeah yeah, proper burger, bit of bacon and Ooh. cheese, and yeah, okay. throwing yeah. cholesterol to the wind at that point. Yeah, it's um, yeah, I like a. I mean, I I reach out sometimes and have a little cheat meal here and there, and okay, you know, and, and tap into to a little burger. So that'd be that'd be my go to. Hell Respect. yeah, dude. George. Before we get you out of here, you're obviously having like your best season ever, 2022 racing for Mercedes. Um, Lawrence and I were fans, not just the sport, but you. We would love to offer up some constructive criticism. Take it or leave it. Uh, highly suggest you take it because I think that you, as good as you're doing now, you could probably do even better if you were to take this advice. Um, I'll go first. Uh, we're gonna mail you a Throngfits bumper sticker. Slap that bad boy on old number sixty three, so that every time you overtake someone, these motherfuckers <laughs> know that you were the first F one driver on the only podcast that matters. Yeah, yeah I like it. I like it. Okay. It, it would that add might a little have, bit of weight. It would add a little yeah, weight, but say. I think it's worth it. Uh, it <laughs> yeah. It's worth it. It's worth yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. And then, uh, you know, for trying to get to Austin for the U.S. Grand Prix, if we make it, can you promise that James and I can take a very cool picture with your with the car, yeah. like a little That's rap cool. squat in front? You know, we'll throw that on Instagram. <laughs> send you some American fandom, a little bit of juice. <laughs> just, just want to. We just want to put it out there. I want to manifest it, a little bit. As long as you tag me in it, I'm. Oh, I'm, done. I'm, 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 <laughs> You can get bet your ass with, you're getting get tagged. That's the flex. A big triumvirate fit pick for sure. <laughs> bring bring the bumper sticker. <laughs> say say less. Say George, less. Yeah. is there anything you want to plug before we get you out yeah. of here? 
Anything I want to watch? Sorry. Anything you want to plug? Anything you want to promote? Yeah, the floor is yours. Oh, anything I want to promote? What should I? What, I've, I've never been asked this before. Really? You're a professional <laughs> athlete. What are you talking about? All you do is promote. I feel, I feel like you guys in in America. When I watch like IndyCar and NASCAR, it's so different to Formula One. You know, the, the IndyCar drivers. Are, now I want to thank my Honda team with Firestone Reds, and you know. Yeah. The, Petronas fuel was so fast today. And I think I feel like I need to do this. Maybe I feel yeah. like I need to bring this to Formula One, you know, and, right. and, and NASCAR, they're thanking Jesus off top typically, too. Oh, so, okay. you know, okay. I, need to, <laughs> I need to thank my Mercedes crew. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Stuff. There he is. My family and the 63 car was, was fast today. So, George, thank you for coming on to the only Salute. podcast that matters. Chef, take a second. Okay.